Well, welcome to week two of our series, Reruns, where we're learning some biblical principles from some of our favorite television shows. And I want to tell you that because you're joining me online, we can't watch the episodes because of copyright reasons. Uh, but I'm going to do my best to explain uh, the show that we're watching and what we're learning from the episode uh, that we're viewing in person at our campuses. And I want to encourage you that if you can be a part of this in person, you don't want to miss it. We have Cokes and popcorn and Little Debbie cakes, and we watch these episodes together in church. It is a ton of fun, one of our most favorite series, and I would invite you to be with us in Alabaster or Columbiana. But I'm excited that you're with me here online. We're going to have a good time together online as well. Last week, we covered the show Keenan, and today we're going to cover a show that was on ABC called Speechless. Uh, the show premiered in 2016, ran for three seasons until 2019. It was a really funny show. I thought it was a unique show. It's unlike anything that I had seen in the premise of a family on television before. It's a pretty dysfunctional family, as a lot of uh, families are on television, and a lot of us families are in real life as well. That's why we're relatable uh, to the shows that we watch. But it's a dysfunctional family with a lot of different personalities and just a lot of things going on, but the big idea of the show is it revolves around the oldest son of this family named J.J., and J.J. has cerebral palsy, and uh, he has some physical limitations. He is in a wheelchair. He cannot speak, but it does not stop his humor. It does not stop his wit. He's really funny, and it goes really through the whole um, life of this family and sacrifices that they're making for JJ. And so throughout this episode, we're going to see a trend of things that they follow in the episode that we cover today. It's actually the pilot episode, season one, episode one of Speechless. If you've got Hulu, the online streaming network, you can catch up and watch that show on Hulu. But today, as we progress through our message and some of the principles that I want us to talk about today that I find out of this show that I believe will challenge us is we'll see some of the sacrifices that they make as a family. We'll see some of the challenges that come along with a life of sacrifice. We'll talk about some of the decisions that they've made and then really the outcomes of what happens when we live that kind of life. Today I want to talk about living sacrificially and what does that mean? What does that mean to live a sacrificial life for the Lord and for other people? What does it mean that, uh, that if you live a sacrificial life, what happens after that? How do we navigate the challenges that come with it? How do we walk through the difficult decisions when it gets tough living that kind of life? And then what happens in the end? How do we overcome and today I believe that this is a process that God would like to take us on and some lessons that I believe God would like for us to learn. And so I want to pray and I want to invite you to pray with me so that today as we go into the word that God would just speak to us, that he would challenge us in a fun way as we discuss season one, episode one of an ABC show called Speechless. So pray with me. So Father, I love you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for every person that's with me on Church Online. I pray that you bless our time together. Bless the word, God. Let it challenge us, motivate us, encourage us. Let it convict us to be closer to you and to live more like you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the first scene that we watch together, the show kind of kicks off in a fun way. It just kind of shows the dysfunction of this family, and, um, and we're kind of brought into, in a surprising way, uh, their son. It's the DeMio family, and the oldest son, JJ. And 
we learn of his condition. We learn that the family is going through uh, some self-sacrifice, trying to make it possible for J.J. to have the best of help, the best of care, the most opportunities available to him in his school. We learn that they're leaving their nice home in a nice neighborhood, and they have moved to a really expensive area of town to attend a really expensive school for the kids. We learn that J.J. is going to have the best of the best. He's going to get an aide that's going to be with him every day. They're going to uh, be able to help him and be with him every day. So he just gets the most opportunity to learn and to grow and the most assistance. But in order to do this, the entire family is sacrificing together. We see the house that they're moving into, and let's just say it's barely standing. The, 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 the yard has grown up literally over the house. Uh, the, the shingles are off the roof. There are doors falling in in the house. Are they going to walk out on the back porch only to find that the back porch is gone and it's nothing more than a, like a 20-foot drop off the uh, top of this house? Uh, we learn that the house is literally right next to a train that runs behind the house. There is actually a, a tree in the backyard that is a, a telephone pole or a cell tower disguised as a tree. And literally the whole family's going, what are we doing here? Like, is this how we're going to live? Is this what we're doing now? We've learned that they've actually been in six different schools. They've moved six different times, constantly sacrificing to try to provide for the oldest son, J.J. And as the family begins to discuss this, we learn that this sacrifice is costing them a lot. It's costing them friends. It's costing them stability. For some of the siblings, there's a middle uh, sibling that's a, that's a son and then a, a younger sibling that is a daughter. And we've learned that they're having to sacrifice, losing friends and making these decisions so that their older brother can have the most opportunity they can possibly have. And you know, I think about our life and what God calls us to. And did you know that God calls us to live a life of sacrifice? Most of us, when we start out in life, we don't think about how we can sacrifice for other people. The goal really isn't about how much of myself can I give away to everyone else. Really, from the moment that we're born as kids, we have to be taught how to share. We have to be taught how to, how to give to other people and how to be generous. We don't naturally just do those things. Most of us don't. But in this episode, we're seeing sacrifice play out in front of us. And the Bible teaches us a lot about this lifestyle as well. As a matter of fact, I want to show you a scripture out of Philippians chapter 2. We'll spend most of our time there this morning in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And here's what it says. Look at it on the screen with me. The Bible says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. I love the way this unpacks because ultimately... It really breaks down some of the rough edges that most of us have in our lives. I love the fact that the first thing he challenges is, is don't be selfish. Break the sinful hold of selfishness on your life. Most of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, we have a tendency to be more selfish than we do generous. Most of us have this mode of taking care of ourselves first. We want to know what do we get out of this? What's the benefit 
of this for us. As a matter of fact, we have a different culture in our church at Cultivate. We don't have church membership. People sometimes will ask, who maybe been a part of other churches and other places, they'll say, how do I be a member here? And we say, we don't have members. We don't have membership. This isn't a club that we subscribe to to get our benefits from. That's what being a member is. If I'm a member of something, I want to know what's my benefit. What do I get out of this? If I pay, play, pay Hulu every month, what shows do I get? What movies do I get to see? What content do I get from this? If I'm a member of a certain place, well, what membership do I get? What benefits come with my membership? Don't be selfish. No, the Bible says don't be worried about impressing other people. Don't try to do for yourself to impress others, but humble. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Let me ask you a question today. What would, look, what would life look like? What would the atmosphere be like? What would the culture of your life be like in your home, on your job, with your circle of friends, with your family, your extended families, your in-laws, your outlaws, with your kids? What would look different if maybe you humbled yourself a little bit and thought of other people as better than you. I bet you would let some people out in traffic on the way to work. I bet you would let some cars out. They've been sitting there all morning trying to get out of their, out of their neighborhood. And because of traffic, they can't even get out. And you could stop for two seconds and let them out. Because you know what it feels like to be sitting in that same spot. If we humbled ourselves. We talked about humility last week. If you missed it, go back and check out week one of these series. And we learned that humility brings us low. Uh, but, but it elevates other people. See, when we humble ourselves, when we bring ourselves to a place where we want to elevate others, not only do we do good for others, but we're elevating God himself. We're doing something that God calls us to, to treat others better than we treat ourselves. Don't look out for your own interest. Don't be looking out just for you. But take an interest in others too. And then verse 5, you must have the same attitude. I underline that in my notes, the same attitude as Christ Jesus had. We're working with this with my five-year-old, Asher, and uh, you know, some days are better than others with kids, and some days he's just got an attitude. I'll be like, bud, we got to check that attitude. You got to get that attitude under control. And every night before bed, his mom and I pray with him, and, and sometimes I'll be like, hey, bud, you, you need to talk to Jesus about that attitude. Tonight when you pray, maybe you need to ask Jesus to help you with your attitude, and Oftentimes, he'll just bow his head, and this is how he prays. He'll say, God, Jesus, he'll say, help me with my attitude. I've got a bad attitude, and I need some help. And I think for many of us, if we just stopped to check our attitude and recognize that sometimes we just live life with this attitude that causes us to be prideful instead of humble. But if we just humbled ourselves and began to live sacrificially, to think of others better than ourselves and do what Jesus did, I think we would be surprised to learn what difference it would make. And this is what we're watching with this family, all of them coming together, sacrificing for the good of their family. Did you know that our attitudes determine our actions and our actions determine our outcomes? That's right. Your attitude determines your actions. The attitude will determine the actions of your life. And then those actions... The things you choose to do or not to do will determine the outcomes that you get. If we just checked our attitude, that's the key to living a sacrificial life. Thinking of other people 
as better than ourselves. Why? Because that's who Jesus was. That's what Jesus did, and that's what he's calling us to. Look at the Bible in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, out of the message paraphrase, and here's what it says. This is a perfect picture of how we live this out. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Take your life. Give it as an offering. Give it away as if you're offering it unto the Lord. Listen, embrace what God has done for you so that you can do it for somebody else. That is the greatest thing that you can do for God. Take every element of your life, even the simplicity, the, the simple things, the smallest, the things that seem like they carry the least importance. Take every tiny detail of your life. Live it in humility, thinking of other people and the way that your life can bless somebody else. And I know what you're saying. Well, Pastor Brandon, you just don't, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know the troubles and the trials and the problems and all the stuff that I've got in my life. I've got enough problems of my own to worry about anybody else. But if you ever recognize that when you see somebody else struggle and you watch their journey and you see them overcome, suddenly it encourages you to go, man, if they can make it, I can too. Or I love this, if God can do it for them, then God can do it for me. See, it encourages me to try it one more day when I see what other people are able to walk through and overcome. Sometimes when I see other people struggling with something, it makes me extra thankful and grateful for God's blessing in my life, for the season that I'm in. I say it this way, that often you're either walking out of something or you're about to walk right into something. We all need this ability to live sacrificially thinking about someone else. So whatever difficulty you're facing that's keeping you from being able to live a sacrificial life because you're so wrapped up with your own stuff, realize that somebody's watching your life. They're watching your response. They're watching how you navigate this and allowing God to help you with it. Because I want you to know that God is able to sustain you and carry you through whatever season that you're in. But I want you to know that sacrificial living, it comes with its challenges. Not everything is easy with living a sacrificial life. I think this is the reason why most of us choose not to do it. Because we do have so many problems and we do have so many of our own cares and concerns that we don't take the time to worry about taking care of other people. We've got enough problems of our own. But it's sacrificial living and it does bring some challenges. In this episode, everything that they had sacrificed for that they thought was going to be perfect, well, ultimately... They walked into challenges. They were still problems that they had to navigate. When they got to the school and they met the aide, so he was going to have a personal aide be with him every day, and he was so excited about having somebody to help him. And then when he meets the aide, well, ultimately they just decide she's really annoying. Her voice is not good, and, uh, and, and she's, not, she, she, she's kind of trying to be cool and hip to the teenager and trying to use his lingo and it is just landing flat and so he's kind of disappointed at who his aide is going to be. They get to the school that's supposed to be just perfect 
for everybody. And they do a lot of specific things for people with special needs. And as soon as they get to the school at the front, they realize there's not even a wheelchair ramp at the front door to help them to get into this school that they're sacrificing for. So they're brought around behind the school to go up the garbage ramp in order to get into the school. Mom Domino is not having it. She is hot-headed. You'll see that in the episode. She's got a temper, and she'll put everybody in their place really quickly. And she is just letting them have it about the fact that they don't even have a wheelchair ramp to get his, their son into the school. The principal's trying to make excuses for it. It just all begins to go downhill. So not only is uh, J.J. going into school through the garbage ramp up into the school from behind the building by the dumpsters, now they have a little bit of a rub with the, the principal and the administration of the school. And then uh, J.J. gets in his class, and this is one of the best episodes, uh, uh, scenes in the episode, because I think it's funny. J.J. walks in, and the teacher has just overly prepared, and he's got the class standing for him, and they're all clapping to welcome him. And then the teacher panics and says, wait a minute, he can't stand up. Everybody sit down. This is insensitive. And then they hold a sign up that says, J.J. for president. I mean, they're trying to go over the top in welcoming him into the class. But ultimately, what J.J. wanted was just to be like everybody else. He said, why are you being, he said, you don't even know me. Why would you want me to be class president? I just got here. You see, in your life, when you live sacrificially, the way God's called us to live, to think of other people better than ourselves, to be able to elevate the needs of other people, to be an influence in the life of other people, it does come with challenges. And I want you to know, God calls us to some difficult things. The life that Jesus lived was not easy. And as a matter of fact, Jesus tells us in the New Testament that our life is not going to be easy either. That he had it tough, and we're going to have it tough. The world hated him. The world's going to hate us. But I want to help us today in this sacrificial living and the challenges that come with it. Look at it in uh, Philippians chapter 2 with me. Again, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, here's what it says. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So notice this, that Jesus, living a sacrificial life, he humbled himself He's the son of God, but he didn't walk around like he deserved some great privilege because he was the son of God. As a matter of fact, we learned from Jesus that he was washing other people's feet. He was serving them. He said the first should be last, and that's the way God wants us to live. That we don't take the head of the table. No, we sit at a place of humility, and we bring honor to other people with our life. And so as Jesus did that, it did come with some great sacrifice. The sacrificial living had challenges. The Bible says that what did he do? He did it even until death on the cross. You see, it cost him something. There are challenges to this thing. Look, living this life that God is calling us to, it, it brings some challenges. The challenges are that we have to put aside our sinful, selfish nature, and we have to put on the very nature of God, the very Spirit of God, helping renew us and make us and change us into who He wants us to be. Because if we're honest on our own and our own sinful self, we will be selfish 
We will be self-focused. We will only look out for our own interest. And we will eliminate the thought of even helping or being a blessing to other people. And it's challenging to accept the things that God has called us to do. But the Bible says this also in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. Look at this. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What I'm trying to show you here is this theme throughout Scripture and what we are taught about sacrificial living and even navigating through the challenges that it brings. See, I want you to know today that uh, many people will say, hey, if you just say yes to Jesus, then everything is perfect. You'll never have any problems. Well, that's not true at all. I'll be honest and transparent with you. I've been following the Lord for most of my life, all but, you know, until when I was five years old, I said yes to Jesus and God's kept me. I'm going to tell you, it's not always been easy. I've had a lot of challenges, and I've had a lot of disappointments in life. And I've went through some things that I never thought I would go through, and I had to navigate some circumstances that I never thought I would have to navigate. But God has been faithful. Has it been challenging? Yes. But has the sacrifice been worth it? Absolutely. See, Jesus says that we must take up our cross and we must follow him. We must forget about our way and we must choose his way. See, in our culture, we'll put a cross around our neck. We'll put a cross on a church. We'll put a cross on the wall. And we do it because it's a reminder of what Jesus has done for us. And we honor him for his sacrifice on the cross. But do you know what that cross was? It was a torture device. Jesus happened to live in one of the... uh, Seasons where the cross was the most horrific form of punishment than in any, any moment of history. And Jesus endured it. Jesus took up a cross and he carried it. And he gave his life on it. He endured the punishment. The worst punishment of any time in history. And he did that for us. And what Jesus was saying was not pick up your cross necklace. Don't pick up your token. No, you pick up a form of sacrifice. You pick up your role of sacrifice. And what you will do with that sacrifice will be a blessing to other people. What you do with your life and the way you live it is going to be an impact to other people if you live sacrificially. Sure, it will come with some challenges. And then when you face a challenge, ultimately, you have to come to a decision. You come to a decision about what you will do in the middle of that challenge. There are Two roads, and you can either go left or you can go right. One is you run away from it, or one is you accept it and you lean into it. You make the decision to live through the sacrifice and overcome the challenges. And so today, I ask you, what what has your decision been? How have you navigated when life has gotten tough and you've went through some struggles? How have you decided that you will navigate and live out this life of sacrifice that Jesus is calling us to? After the first really bad day of school and the letdown that they have encountered here, it's not what they thought it would be. Well, the whole family is together, and J.J. wants to, he wants to leave. Mom's ready to leave. She's mad about it, and Dad's like trying to keep the family together, and they're all sitting around having this conversation. The middle brother wants to stay. He's met a girl. There's a program at school he's excited about, and, and they're all back and forth over this about what are we going to do. 
And in that moment, it's pivotal because you're thinking about every person and every personality. You're thinking about one son who says, hey, we have moved six different times because of my older brother. And now I found a place that I want to plug into and that I want to be a part of. And I'm excited about why should we have to uproot my life again for him? So you navigate these difficult waters. You have some difficult decisions to make. What does the Bible say about it? Look at it with me. Again, in Matthew chapter 26, look at this verse of Scripture. Jesus did the same thing. It says, he went a little farther. He bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. The context here is this is Jesus praying before he's arrested and put on the cross to give his life for all of us. In that moment, Jesus is at a, uh, a line of decision. He is at a breaking point. He is at a crossroads where he has to say yes or he says no. As Jesus sat here with the ability to choose and decide, he just went before the Lord and he said, God, basically, hey, I know I've been called to a life of sacrifice. I was born into this world as a sacrifice for many. And Jesus lived through some incredible challenges. And now he's at a moment of decision where he has to decide what is he going to do. He even prayed, God, if there's any other way, let's do that. Let's do it another way so that we don't have to do it this way because I'm, I'm scared. God, I, I'm, I'm really, really nervous about this. But God, if this is your will, if this is your plan, if this is what's going to reconnect people to you, then sign me up. I'm going to go through with it. My decision is to endure a life of sacrifice, navigate the challenges, and decide to push forward. Today, I want to encourage you, keep pushing forward. Don't give up. Don't give in. Do it one more day. The sacrifice will pay off. In the end, God will honor you. How do I know it? Because God is faithful. The, the scene of this show plays out in the very last one that we'll watch in person. And I hope maybe you can go back and check this episode out. But all the family ends up uh, at a school fair. There's kind of some strife going on, and they've all kind of ran out of the house. And they end up in this same one spot. And uh, in the last scene, we, we see it all come together where the family all decides that they're going to give this one more shot, and they're going to stay. And J.J. gets a new aide. Uh, one of the staff that they got in, into a fight with at the beginning of the episode. There's a, there's a twist, and, and suddenly they hit it off, and so he's excited about his aid. The whole school rallies around J.J. Mom and Dad are like, okay, the kids are settled into this. Let's do it. And it all begins to work itself out. We get that sitcom happy ending. And I believe God can give that to you as well. Because when you live in obedience, it opens the door to blessing. The Bible says in these last few verses in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You see, the life of sacrifice that Jesus paid, may, uh, uh, lived, it paid off. He was elevated. That God honored him. That God rewarded him. God took care of him for the life that he lived for us. 
And because he lived for us and was faithful to his assignment and to what God had given to him, the Bible tells us that he was put at the highest place of honor, given the name above all names, and at just the right time. And look, at the uh, above all and at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, everybody will honor the Lord in heaven and on earth, and every tongue would declare that Jesus is Lord. You see what happened? Jesus is elevated. He is honored. He is rewarded for the life of sacrifice that he lived, and so it will be for you and for me. Galatians 6, 9, and 10 says this, and this is what I want to leave you with today. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. Today, do not get tired of doing good. Don't get tired of doing well for other people. Living a sacrificial life. Living a life of generosity. Living a life on purpose. Thinking of other people better than yourself. Being last so that others could be first. Why? So that we can build the kingdom of heaven together. So that we can make a difference on this earth. Because at just the right time, you will reap a harvest. If you do not give up. What's the reversal of that? What's the opposite of that? That if you give up, if you quit today and you give in, you're not going to reap all the things that God has for you. But if you don't give up and you don't give in, and if you live doing good to everyone when you have the opportunity, I believe God will honor you and God will elevate you. I realize that there are many of us in different places tuned in to church online today or listening by podcast, and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And this is all foreign to you. You know, you haven't even begun that, that walk with the Lord. And I, I'll tell you, today's the best day to do it. I'm so glad you're tuned in online because I want to pray for you so that you can make that decision today. Because when you say yes to Jesus, the life that he calls you to, there's nothing like it. The Bible says that when we confess our sins and we give our heart to him, that the old is gone and the new is come. It's like the death of who I used to be. And the birth of who Jesus wants me to be and will help me to be. And then some of us, we are believers. And maybe you've just gotten overwhelmed. Maybe we've had some trouble through COVID and some disagreements with people. And, you know, all the season of being in our homes last year, we're just navigating difficult times. Especially with our immediate family. Sometimes that's the toughest people to connect to. And I would just say today, what would happen if you just lived your life in a sacrificial way to endure the challenges that come with this Christ life and make a decision to stick with it and dig in and then in the end watch what God does because God is faithful. God will honor you for the life that you live and the sacrifice that you give. So I want to pray for us today. Will you bow your head wherever you are, if you can, or just be reverent in this moment, because I want to pray over you today. And I'll say, Jesus, for all of my friends watching today, if there's one person watching that does not have a personal relationship with you, I would pray that today would be their day. We all recognize, we all have sin in our life. 
We've all fallen short. We've all missed it. But today, Jesus, we choose to put you first. And we ask you for forgiveness. And we thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. Thank you for the relationship that I have with you today. And God, I pray for all of my friends that are just maybe struggling. Maybe they're just overwhelmed. Maybe we've gotten sidetracked. Maybe we've made a decision to pull back and to take care of ourselves. And Jesus, you're calling us to a sacrificial life. I pray that today we could make that decision. I pray that we would navigate the challenges with grace, God, with your help in our life. And in every decision, we choose to go your way so that in the end, Father, you are able to bless our life, honor our lives, elevate our lives so that we can make a difference in the lives of others and that we can make heaven a bigger place. And Jesus, I just love you so much. And I thank you for meeting with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you made a decision today to say yes to Jesus, man, I want to celebrate with you. I would love to hear from you. Right there, if you're watching at Church Online, there's a link right now that you can click, and it'll just give you a little form to fill out so that we'll know about the decision that you've made to say yes to Jesus. When you fill that out, we would love to send you something in the mail or through email to tell you how to take some next steps. And then ultimately, and most importantly, we want to pray for you so that you can say uh, that you've got some people praying for you and offering help to you. That's what the church is here for, and that's what we want to offer to you. If you want to email us, you can do that. Uh, if you want to send us something uh, through social media, you can do that. We would just love to know about your decision with us today. Hey, before we go today, I just want to take a moment and transition to a time of giving. We do this every single week at Cultivate. If you're watching online as our guest today, this is not for you. This is just for those of us who call Cultivate Church home. And when we come to this moment every week, it's out of obedience to what the Bible says, and it's out of a generous life, because we want to honor God in the way that God's honored us. And as a church, we're able to do so many things together. In just a few weeks, on the 28th, we're actually doing a home makeover for a family here in Shelby County, a family who desperately needs just some help, and we're doing it top to bottom, taking everything out. We're cleaning the entire place. We're replacing some furniture with some new furniture. We're going to go in and we're going to organize. We're providing a day for this family to spend together while we prepare this home. It's just going to be an incredible opportunity to be a blessing to a family, and this happens from this moment, literally right here every single week. We don't do a fundraiser. We don't do a big give campaign for this thing right here. Nope, this is just because every Every week we walk in generosity. So thank you for being a generous church and honoring God in the way that he's called you to honor him. Well, I'm so excited about what God's doing. I can't wait for our grand opening on uh, the 22nd. I hope that you come join us in person. Both of our campuses together coming to Alabaster at 9 and 1015. We hope to see you there. I love you. I'm praying for you this week. Go live life on purpose.